The camera is going on in three, two, one, go. Does it? Does it? Oh yeah, we're in the shop. When the shop boys were here, we're ready. Yeah, it's going good. Is that how you're gonna start this, man? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, nah. uh, I think we're both in a weird mood right now. Yeah. Like we filmed, I would say eight or nine different episodes right now. So if you want to track back. We've done one with who? We've done one with the van. Yeah. We've done one with Sampala. Sampala. We've done another one with Hardly Harsh. Hardly Harsh. Done another with one with all Malik. The Malik. Hamza Monyogo. Hamza Monyogo. And Ak- Aaron. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. AK Non. You can't forget yeah, your yeah, boy. That's your yeah, boy, yeah. bro. Aaron Cannon. Akil. Akil. Akil Jarvis. Come on. You and know that. And today, it's with the one and only Giandra. Who I've known for like I don't know four years, but I guess we'll let her get into it too. Oh, and there you go, what? there you go, she's here. Woo! <laughs> she made it. So, so, so this is my friend Joandra. How long have we known each other right now, Joandra? Five years, I want to say. Maybe oh my four. god! Oh my days! Five, five years. years. We were kids. We were kids when we were. <laughs> We're actual kids. <laughs> That's oh, yeah, crazy. I need to actually take a step back. I can't lie. Like, um, <laughs> that was different. That was different. Yeah, yeah. So, so let me give a little background. Yeah. So, obviously, in uni times, I was about in it. Like, I was going to different <laughs> cities. Everywhere. I was trying to meet as many people as possible. I was told your network is your net worth. Mm. Right. And obviously, that's kind of proved effective with like how many guests we've had on the podcast. And we've been able to have like pretty endearing as well as uh insightful conversations on here i would say yeah yeah. um and yeah so it just so happened that my friend the cat had a birthday and i don't know how i was moving on that day so you don't have to go too much into that but what you can do (laughs) what you can do is say like i don't know like first impressions like the vibe you got from me and um i guess like what kind of stage you were in life at that time that we met well obviously like five years ago we were all about okay I was 18 and Nikkei is actually one of my best friends today you know so I was thinking he's a good guy so there's no reason to think that Miss wouldn't be a good guy either you know so I was I was keeping it open-minded and I and I did right to do so honestly I did right to do so uh, but yeah, you're 18, it's first year of uni, and you're in a situation where you don't know anybody, and that situation I've been in a lot of times, so you, you have to just mingle and talk to anyone and be just open. Uh, sometimes it was hot, <laughs> but you know, people like me, they're not like, it's, it's easy to get along with them. And yeah. <laughs> no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, like... I don't know about CJ, but for me, when I meet a new person, I go in two modes. And mm. so either I'm the quiet guy who kind of like scans the room, mm. like with my like night vision goggles or some shit, right? And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just pre in the vibe. I'm like, okay, cool. Can I interject my mm. kind of flagrant personality on there, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes That's I right. back. in that case, I didn't really hold back uh, when, I, <laughs> when I met you guys at all. Like, I was like, yo, I'm inserting myself in this arena. And... <laughs> If everyone's down with it, then they're down with it. If not, I'm gonna go back home. No one knows me here. But that's exactly it, because what what you gotta go by is your vibe attracts a tribe, right? Exactly. So if, 
if you stay like you, your personality, if you just can't, not impose, but if you're just yourself from the very beginning, then you just filter out all the people that you don't want to be around. You, you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, we might use that quote, you know. And it's still that quote. Your vibe attracts your tribe. We're going to put Giandra in the quotes. Like, yo, on the Instagram, Killy Podcast, we're going to put that on right there. So go on, okay, right. so who who I am? Well, she wears um, a sari sometimes. So that's I'm, nice. I'm 23. <laughs> I just got them. So yeah, I'm from Paris, born, born, not raised, <laughs> born here. And uh, ever since I was like six or seven, I've been moving around kind of a lot. Yeah. I'm French, my parents are Indian. And when we were about like, when I was about seven, they moved me out in like this little countryside. So yeah. from like a lot of diversity, you know, Paris is moving. There's a lot of things happening and all. Yeah. And a seven-year-old kid just being put in the countryside with not a lot of diversity. So uh, up until like I was 14, I was there and like the only colored person in my school. And gotta say that, that was a moment where it was, it was, I didn't know myself until I came to England. So when I was in, when I was 14, 2012, when I got to England, that's when I actually started finding myself and see who I was, who I actually was and I could actually be myself. Because when you're around like not a lot of diversity, you kind of become a pushover. I don't know if you guys have ever been in that situation, but you kind of become a people pleaser because you want to fit in, right? So until I was 14 years old, I was that girl. I was just always kind of trying to fit in and stuff. Then I get that's, I got to that's really interesting. I think I think so. Me and CJ, like we we grew up in it's a pretty like white area. Like all of those areas in Hertfordshire, they're very um well predominantly white, right? Yeah, yeah. And the people please a bit was interesting because I remember we used to get like mild racial abuse. Like I would say mild compared to like, you know, our yeah, yeah, parents yeah. and grandparents, like when they literally got hit, yeah, you know, yeah, just because yeah. of their color. Um, yeah. And I think we sort of internalized it through jokes. Mm -hmm. So we used to just like mess around and act like it was okay. And that was our coping mechanism. So yeah. was that, like like that yeah, for yeah. you or yeah 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 because uh, yeah i know what you mean in it um, yeah i'm trying to find it, uh, an, example, an example right yeah 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 because um like there was only seven of us who were like colored versus like every yeah. kind of thing and um like to say that, i was, punjabi I was... <laughs> when they play punjabi yeah, mc yeah. randomly in the class like, yeah would look at like us like me and my friend noel who will probably get on soon yeah and we just used to have to decide <laughs> are we gonna take the piss as well and join in or are we gonna like you know feel shit about ourselves and i guess we chose the latter you know yeah oh you chose the latter for the first i chose the latter at the beginning oh yeah and then like you know as i got on i was like there's only one way to win is like join them if you can't beat them right so yeah no absolutely but then either way you don't feel so good about yourself right yeah because either way you don't you just don't uh but to say that here in France, there, there's no Punjabi MC. They don't even know what Punjabi is, you know? They don't, <laughs> it's, a, it's, to say I was the only brown girl in my school and there was like one or two other mixed race and like the other mixed race guy actually is my best friend. So <laughs> this is, this is how it was, you know? Yeah. And to say that it was a blessing in disguise to come to England because my, my sister, my little sister actually was about to start 
school in uh, that secondary school yeah. and I actually endured it I didn't want her to enjoy it so I went to my parents and I was like we gotta move now we we have to move we we just have to I can't handle it we have to move because my sister was still in a bubble type and uh one day I came back and my dad was kind of missing it was like 11 p.m 12 a.m and stuff and I was like where, where, where the hell is that and uh, my mom just like I shouldn't be telling this but he's in England trying to find a house and I'm like England I don't know English <laughs> why England <laughs> why for what and two weeks later we just moved it, it, it happened just that fast like two weeks later that's what that's say i was in england i didn't have school or anything but to say that for a house like a net bag you know yeah, you know right. when a net bag is looking for a ten bag yeah exactly okay now so yeah. two weeks straight away you were moved what happened yeah. there? and then then i had to like we found a house found schools um i actually got into a school i don't know from how or where but she she just nailed it and um like i just remember everything going so fast but my first day my first day the girl doesn't know any english okay i looked like a typical brown girl like what you would think like uh like bushy hair this uniform skirt up to the knees really like thick eyebrows i like i look like nothing really i look like nothing but but I, like I said, your vibe attracts your tribe. So I got to my first to my first school, and I was very nervous. And people were so welcoming. Like I never seen this before. There was no abuse, no mockery, no nothing. They were like, "Oh, what's your name?" Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "I don't speak English, but you look so you seem so nice. So let's just add each other and stuff." And like a month later, like people were so inclusive. Like, like a month later. I could speak English and like a month after that I could do my GCSEs. Yeah, you know? probably uh, you know, because of the fact that you had so many friends in the first month that you kind of had to evolve or yeah. to speak it, to you. You just kind of pick it up, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. And you and must, it must have been really fast because in a month to learn English is crazy. So what you only you only knew French and uh what else? Because you and speak German. languages too, no? Yeah, yeah. I speak Tamil and a bit of uh, Spanish. Spanish is better so, now. That's probably another reason why she picked it up so quickly is because she already had like two languages. Yeah. yeah. Apart from just her mother tongue. So um, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. So that, that that was kind of the story of how I got to England. And like that was the beginning of traveling, you know, because I kind of just saw like, oh, people are different in different places. Uh, how, how are they other, like other places, you know? So yeah. I started taking a lot of interest in like international stuff and hence I got into international business and management. Kind okay, of. so that's like a, a fairly uh, precise background of like sure. you became uh, more into who you are versus like, you know, the shy girl who used to walk around in like classical knee skirts, right? Now, that's interesting because we, I don't think me and CJ really saw that because uh, obviously we were born and raised in England, right? Yeah. Just to get background. We do come from diverse families. So like uh, my dad comes from like East Africa and we classify ourselves as East African Asian. My grandparents are from the Caribbean. So like Jamaican. Okay. But, yeah. Nice. But, like when, <laughs> when we were here, we didn't really see uh, that inclusive nature come in until it became a trend. You know, yeah. so when you came, which was about, 
you know, the age of like 13, 14 for us. Yeah, yeah. That's when it became a trend to like make everyone feel inclusive. Okay, a trend, a trend. Like it's the same thing. It's like um, you know, with the Black Lives Matter thing. Now, yeah. I do genuinely think that that was a trend because yeah, the Black yeah. Square thing. What did that do for the movement? Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, it was just black squares on a screen, taking mm. away from the messaging because you can't see anything visually. You know, and coming from like a marketing background, like things have to be readable and scannable. So yeah. it's not helping the movement. It's just showing people that you're part of the herd, right? Now, obviously, yeah. you, you did have to advocate for that in some way. Otherwise, you're kind of an inhumane person. Yeah. But things like that show how much of it is actually a trend versus like yeah, yeah. how much you really care about that thing. Well, maybe you could look at it, the fact that those, the Black Square thing was more of an awareness spreading type of thing because you saw it everywhere on Instagram and were like, oh, why? What it, why is this happening? Why is everyone putting Black Square? And then I think it was, getting... it was definitely beneficial for that segment of people yeah. who were so like dumbfounded by, the, by it. They were like, oh, what is going on? I don't understand. But for the people who are just like, okay, cool, all I have to do is post a Black Square and I'm good. Those are the yeah, people no, that it kind of takes away. Yeah, those they didn't benefit as much, and they didn't really put on put in that much for the black community either. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so I guess um, like London at like uh, 13, 14 when we were growing up, obviously there were so many different uh, cultures, races, mm. backgrounds, and like you you see it in uh, your high street, right? You see a Chinese shop, you see an Indian shop, yeah, you yeah. see blah blah blah, you see Jamaican, all of this. Yeah. So you it kind of adapted viciously and mm. for you that was like a huge blessing i suppose so big from your so perspective big. like of i learned so country. much about my own culture once i got to the uk because i had no idea you know it's like i was like I, like I, i'm i'm indian and like there's no good temples around but it's only when i got to uk i was like wait this that type of temples around like this this is a, they, they actually celebrate diwali here this there was like little yeah. things like that i was like and there's such a huge indian community there that was like that was actually very good for me so when i came back to france like for summer holidays and stuff and i saw my friends and the people that used to judge me for actually being indian and not actually knowing who i am like now i can actually explain my background and it's actually helped a lot coming back when i came back to france because they're they're a lot more yeah. interested which i have things to say now and like i know more about my background too you know Exactly. Like, um, we, we were obviously going to touch on your travels through international business, through your degree, because oh. that's a nice cup. Look at that. Look at that cute <laughs> little cup, man. What the <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> but yeah, no, um, we were going to talk about your travels because you even went to Texas. Yeah. You know? So you, you've obviously built up this uh, love for traveling and have a little bit of wanderlust um, because you probably came from one environment onto a an environment which had greener grass mm -hmm. and through that transition you were like i want more of this you know yeah. if i if i could see a greater place from when i was born then of course i can do that over and over again right so like yeah, i'm sure hopefully we'll we'll have like travel plans uh, in the future and we'll yeah, probably document absolutely. that and you guys will probably see that shit, you know we'll, we'll we'll get it coming to you you know so um yes. I, I guess uh, we kind of want to know like what you do now. This is not really a question that I like to ask necessarily because it kind of insinuates like you're after something. Yeah. But obviously, yeah. for the purpose of this podcast, what do you do? 
<laughs> I do I do get that because if like people were asking me this question last summer, like what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm unemployed, you know. <laughs> it's not it's yeah. not such a nice thing to say, like, oh, I'm trying to, but obviously the beginning of the pandemic. It's like uh, it feeds into that people pleasing gene that you probably have, right? Yeah. Uh, now, if you go on this website called 16 Personalities, you can find out how much of a people pleaser you are. You can find out how logical you are versus like a, like a dreamer type of thinking. You can see all of these things, right? Um, yeah, I did that first Even me, like the way that me and G relate, I think is we're both like kind of people pleasers or like that's kind of our natural state. Yeah. And then we've kind of evolved to like, you know, bring barriers so that we can protect ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, and and there, what I think, sorry, no. what I think is that Amisa and I, like, what I've seen is we try to see people's personalities first, like, we touch kind of like everywhere, but if we see that something that we don't like, we won't touch upon too much, like, we get along with pretty much everyone, but once we know when to pull our boundaries, and that's yeah. really important. Sorry, what were you gonna say? No, it's just like when when you are um, asked a question and you have a response like, oh, I'm unemployed or, or I'm not doing much or, or like um, I don't really have anything going on for me right now. It, it does put you in a, it makes you feel pathetic because of social mm -hmm. norms, but it also shows you how ingenuine people are because they kind of drop off after you say things like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think um, we've all kind of been in that position like, Thankfully, I wasn't really in that position for a long time after uni, but for those first two months of like really trying to, you know, message a hundred different companies, you know, different personalized messages so that I could get through the door. Yeah. It was challenging mentally. And I, I think you spent a little bit of time unemployed for a bit. Yeah. yeah. Like, and when you were going through those conversations of like, oh, I'm unemployed, what, how did you feel? Yeah. I find it's quite like, it was quite, I would say embarrassing a bit because yeah. like, the people I was around during that time, they were all had like jobs and that. Yeah, yeah they were exactly. All, they were yeah. all doing stuff, and I was just there, just like not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. So it, it kind of, yeah, it kind of makes you feel a bit like mm. it kind of stifles <laughs> you, and like it's it's you really yeah, you know, you feel excluded because you want to do things. You're like, okay, shall we do this? Let's go traveling. Let's go this. It's like, oh, I have a job. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot <laughs> you have a job. I don't. <laughs> but we graduated during the pandemic, right? And like. I I started looking for a job like I tried to be one of those early ones and I started looking for a job beginning of my fourth year right like very beginning I was sending an application to interviews rejected 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 rejections By the up way, until the anyone, end rejection anyone who's in uni at the moment and they're in their last year apply now straight yeah away. apply now <laughs> do not wait <laughs> this is a sign um once I graduated you know this was when like I was still applying, but now I, at that point, I didn't know what I was gonna do because my point, my plan was not to stay in France. You know, it's like, yeah. I had bad memories of France. I just wanted to go back to my friends, my cocoon, you know, like my, <laughs> my what, what do you say, my comfort zone. I wanted to go back there, but it was it was not possible. It wasn't possible. So started applying for, I didn't start applying for jobs actually. I was I was firm on my phone. I was like, I'm not staying here. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stay here. And so I started doing what everyone else did. I started TikToks. Started doing TikTok okay. videos. <laughs> and then well, uh, this I was in lockdown, by the way, for uh, everyone's reference. Hmm? This was in lockdown, right? 
Yeah, this was a long time. When TikTok, TikTok basically uh, started to have a lot of steam behind it, that's when you jumped on the bandwagon. What's your What's your TikTok? At clumsy G. <laughs> clumsy G, that's what my Instagram. That's a little so. plug. You can say it with a little bit of venom, you know. <laughs> Yeah, okay. um, so, you yes. so TikToks and then I started doing the next phase that everyone else was doing as well like going with the flow you know I started trying to build a small business like my own startup as well so I got up with my friend and we're like okay let's do this we're gonna import spices and all that and we had the whole business plan going and we started looking up partners and stuff and uh, I, on this side I was like okay this is fun but I still need funds. If I'm going to do this, I need something. Yeah. I need some funds and I actually need a job now. And at that point, it was already like August 2020 and I still had nothing steady, you know? Yeah. And I thought, okay, gee, it's time. So this is when. So waking up at five, six in the morning, going on LinkedIn, getting the first jobs in and all that. And like really getting, and my French was not that good because after eight years in England it started fading away like I still spoke French but it wasn't like a proper um like the right grammar all of this yeah. right yeah. it's a diplomatic type of French you know oh yeah and obviously with French it's like masculine and feminine in it so you have to know yeah. both and if you don't then you're messed up because <laughs> you're going to be saying the completely wrong sentence right? I feel like English is just a hella simple language compared to like other languages like a base they've just it. taken like the most yeah. simple bits from each language like all of like you know germany we'll take a bit of that france we'll take a bit yeah. of that mix it in the pot there you go that's english yeah. that was that was that's english for me i was like this is so simple you know and they made it such a big deal but eventually i got a job uh i'm very happy about my job actually it's very nice yeah so what do you do what do you do give them some background so i sell charging stations for electrical cars and vehicles it's a very hot industry it's something that i never saw myself in but it's to do with sustainability and environment and a lot of green and i always love that like i've always supported it like, I'm, I'm vegetarian like for environmental reasons you know like i've like i've always been on that side but charging stations actually never crossed my mind <laughs> <laughs> they never crossed my mind and uh, I felt like this job was such a blessing because I touch it's 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 very national it's mainly in France but I touch a lot of like with uh, international partners so people that work in California people that work in Netherlands and Spain yeah. and all and uh, it, it started off as a small startup when I started I joined in September we only said there was only 30 of us and today there's 60 of us and I already moved twice upon my ranking, you know? So it moved very fast, but just to say that don't give up. And what I did was just be myself. Like I went to the interview, like I only had this one interview. This, this, they were the only people that called me back after like hundreds of interviews, the only people that called me back. And I just, I was just myself, like, I just didn't lie. I, like, I was laughing, I was just smiling, and I was just trying to converse. And sometimes I did so much what I call Franglish, like, I wasn't speaking fully French, like, I just kept implementing English words, but they, they just found it, like, charming, I guess, I don't know. And the, the triggering point that they told me, the hiring people, like, at the end of the interview, like I said, there wasn't that many people, but at the end of the interview, I left the room, 
and it's an open space office. And I just looked at everyone and bear in mind, we had, we had to wear masks at that point. I just, I just turned around, I looked at everyone, and I dropped a big smile. I said, hi, and then I left, you know? And that was, that was the triggering point. I was like, okay, this girl, we want her. And they call me back. And I had to do two more interviews after that, but I was already in, you know? Yeah, so, so advice for everyone out there. If you're wearing a mask, don't. Like, just get it off your face. Like, what are you doing? Like, don't save people. Just, just open. No, I'm joking. But, um, no, honestly, no, just, just smile. <laughs> just, no, no, but pers- personally, like, I don't like the mask thing because it kind of takes you away from being a human being. Mm. It takes away that human element. And, like, uh, I have my own personal reasons for that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, maybe there's something bigger than us going on. Who knows? Who knows, right? <laughs> it's just sad. It is. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. But, um, so there, there is two things I want to touch upon there. There is one, like, uh, the gratitude thing, like how she stays uh, so grateful for like all of these stepping stones in her life. But two is about like how we can help the people kind of get a job out there, whether they've just graduated or whether just they're just looking to supplement their side hustle with a little bit of cash on the side. And that's, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I would say some advice that I personally have for uh, landing a graduate role or just any role in general is have a cover letter that is speaking directly to the company, right? Where it, where it says, okay, I can add value for this company because of this. And because I, um, and then give like some background as to why you would enjoy the job. And then two, when you get to the interview process, hopefully all of you will, by the way, when you get there, just be yourself because if you don't represent yourself then when you land the role they're going to be like this isn't what i expected you know i'm unhappy with my choice i'm unhappy with my decision and that spirals into you eventually either getting dismissed or you getting treated like very different to what you expected yeah yeah you know so it's it's always best to just be authentically yourself so that they understand how to uh treat you as an employee how do i stay so grateful yeah. Oh, why are why are you so grateful? So, um, obviously, gratitude is a huge thing that is practiced in the self care community at the moment, and I guess we kind of cross lines with the self care community a little bit because we do yeah. like give some gems here and there. But obviously, you know, it's fun over here. You know, we're not trying <laughs> to make it too serious, right? But um, gratitude is one of the levers that you use towards success, and if you stay in that grateful state then what you do to your mind is you feed it with positivity rather than negativity. And again, that's another snowball effect that happens. So well, I'm a, I'm a real believer of like the law of attraction. So whatever I think about, yeah. like it will happen, you know? So if I keep staying positive or like, if I want something, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to think as if I already have it. And and so far it's worked kind of good for me because it keeps me in a good mindset that's for like i don't know if i get things but i actually stay in that positive mindset but yeah. what's really not saying cool. that she basically closes her eyes and everything comes to her like if she wants a lamborghini she's not going to close her <laughs> you know like you but- think i already got my lamborghini i already have it. it's there it's downstairs it's just parked you know like you gotta just stay in that positivity because and un- unconsciously you do the steps in order to get that lamborghini if that's what, <laughs> if that's what you want. it's the same thing as um like for example if you look out for a yellow car outside yeah or if one of your friends buys a specific 
BMW. So let's call it BMW i8 because that's what I want. And I'm trying to attract that BMW i8 at some point. Now, if I'm looking on BMW i8s, if I'm uh, looking around and I start to see a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more, isn't it weird that you start to see it everywhere? Yeah. After you've yeah, looked at it definitely. for a while, there's a reason for that. You put out that vibration, you know. Exactly. Not to get guruy on this, <laughs> but you know, um, I I completely agree with you. Yeah, it's nothing to do like, even even if you don't, even if you're not a believer of spirituality or like just not believe in general, like thinking like that honestly just keeps you in a positive mindset because you're just like okay eventually it's gonna come anyway it's fine it's fine like you just you just get rid of the, all this negative energy and like if, even if i have a, had a bad day and that happens often because i i am with clients all day long you know it's just like even even if i've had a bad day i just kind of like sleep like okay all is well it's fine like we'll see tomorrow but yeah. like about your question of like how do how do i kind of feel grateful like how 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 do i stay grateful uh especially today and i think a lot of people can like hopefully a lot of people can relate to this everything that i have today like my job like a, a apartment alone but like not too far away from my family the fact that my family is close enough so that i can see them like whenever i want and like everything that i have today is something that i prayed for yesterday and it's just like, a, example, this summer I needed a job. I, I really needed a stable life. I wanted to talk to someone, you know, I want like good friends and all. And today, today I have that. Today I have that. I have nothing really to be ungrateful for. So I just think about the days where I wanted what I have today. And uh, it, it, it's like, um, to me and probably to the people out there, it kind of comes across as like, you're an optimistic person anyways because you'd rather not be in that pessimistic state yeah but yeah. alongside that it's you know training yourself to get that acquisition from your thoughts mm -hmm. and it's, i think a great mantra that you can have is right before bed think about what you're going to do tomorrow which is why you know all of these uh millionaires like uh bill gates steve jobs they kind of write down like a to-do list for tomorrow yeah yeah so that when you wake up you already have that you know uh, kinetic energy of writing down something on the paper mm. and when you wake up you're like okay cool i know what to do because my mind when i'm sleeping can feel that kinetic energy yeah, yeah that yeah. you've put down mm. on the paper yeah. wow mm. i sound like a mother <laughs> i i sound like I, i'm an alien or something you know but i mean it's true like if you write down you know mm. goals or if you journal or if you do these kind of things then you will start seeing what you want around you more and more and eventually that will come into your possession yeah well that's the like, idea behind it anyways if it doesn't um, explain more <laughs> no no it, it, it absolutely is and like i'm gonna touch like a little bit on like everything uh, a little bit of mental illness like i've okay. had some form of like depression phases in and out okay yeah and writing down a list like a to-do list because like if i'm depressed today and I can't go to work tomorrow, like, and I still have to go to work tomorrow, you know, but like writing down a list of what I, what I have to do the next day and what I can do, not a long list of uh, trying to save the earth or something, you know, just little things like, okay, I'm going to make my bed this morning. I'm going to get a coffee and I'm going to maybe go for a run. If I don't, it's okay. You know, like just little yes. lists 
in my head is when I get to work, I'm gonna call this person, I'm gonna do this little admin stuff. Like things that are doable, like you actually kind of like feel like productive in some way, even if I, if I hadn't been as productive as the days before, you were so kind of productive and that's okay, that's, that's all you need. You just need one check and it's fine, you did something for the day. You know, it, it's, it's, it's actually insane because I went on this podcast with uh, my friend Hardy Hodge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was speaking about, you know, how expression and writing things down and journaling can yeah. uh, add or impact to your life. And what you said about the checklist, I actually said, it's, it's crazy how you can really work through your mishaps and uh, I guess volatile states of life when you put it down on paper. Mm. Or even like, you know, some people do voice memos to themselves. So I know my guy, Yash, yeah. uh, who's like a, almost a professional Forex trader right now. Mm. Um, uh, and he's very into this spirituality shit. Like he mm. actually got me on the bandwagon of it. And I'm mm. glad that I'm here kind of thing. Um, he journals to himself through voice so that he can listen and understand like, you know, the tonality and emotions that he goes through as well, um, which I think is a beautiful thing. And I think that really helps a lot of people too, so um any more questions before we go on to texas most of my questions were about like texas, most of the questions were about texas. <laughs> well through them because texas yeah it was my year abroad so I, like i i don't know if i you guys hyped it up that much but let's see let's see what i what i've got for you guys it was an adventure it was nah, so um i guess from my perspective when i met you right and like, you know, through like, I guess I went there a couple of times, you know, we went to a restaurant in London when the kid's birthday was here. I bought one of my exes. She met my ex, bro. <laughs> Imagine. Shout out to her. She's on a billboard at the moment right now. Bro. Congratulations, by the way. You know, no saltiness here. I don't put no salt on anything apart from chips, by the way. Um, <laughs> but um, fast forward, you were, you were kind of a... I would say you seemed introverted, you know, yeah. and uh, for a lot of people out there who are introverts and they look at a, a sandwich here or even going abroad to like experience a different type of life or a different culture or just getting out of their own head and just going, they're probably reluctant to do so because of the fact that they're an introvert. So like what pushed you over the line to get out of your comfort zone? and go to Texas. Uh, I saw an opportunity. I saw a window and I thought if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And it was Texas. It was very far. Uh, initially, I wanted to go Spain or Italy and be close to home and stuff. Yeah. And uh, it's actually my mom that looked at me and she's like, if you're going to go, you might as well just Go far, just go far for you. Just go. Why are you here? Just like if you wanna go, just go far. I'm two thousand miles away, so I don't have to deal with it. I don't know if it was to get rid of me, if it was to. I'm sure it isn't. I'm sure it wasn't. So you just took a punt. You were like, "Fuck it. If it works, then cool. If it doesn't, then." I'll find a way to manage it. Well, yeah. Uh, then it wasn't, 
I, I think that it would have never been a waste. Like anywhere I went, I would have tried to make something out of it. Like it's, yeah. just, it's just like, I, I can't, you know, it's like you got two ingredients and you just like, you got eggs and bananas. You're just going to make like pancakes out of it. I don't know if you guys yeah. know that recipe, but it works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> Yo, listen. Bananas. <laughs> We're going to do a pancake challenge. <laughs> but it's the same concept so when my mom said that i thought okay let me let me go then let me just let me just go america let's see and texas you know you think texas there's a lot of stereotypes especially for like colored people you know and you just you just don't think it's a safe place to go at the beginning right there's so much yeah you see the sergeant you see the yeah. sheriff you know old time rose playing in the background you're like what is this place <laughs> but just like all those stereotypes honestly i went to three different cities like i went camping i went to dallas and i went to houston i can't remember where I where I went camping too but it was like very kind of countryside like far away so and I traveled kind of a lot during my year abroad in, uh, in America and just to say that all those stereotypes they were they were all wrong like honestly I got there I was kind of first first time so I get out of the plane really, literally I get out of the plane and I'm at yeah. the airport I'm at Dallas I'm in Texas and I see cowboy hat belts like sheriff like oh like just like just all like cowboys and mama i was scared <laughs> i was just like where did i end up in and to say that the first day i was working on campus it was very hot it was very very hot and like i didn't actually get the grab the gist of it so they had like little taxis the uh, rickshaws that I don't know it's not rickshaws in English I don't know how you how do no, you say no, it? Uh, we can we can picture a rickshaw to um they had little vehicles to get you around like out yeah. and about campus yeah. and I was I was so dumb like I, I just didn't I, I didn't see them I didn't know what was going on I didn't I was about to get my room at that point and I was just walking walking for like 20 minutes under the sun I have no hats and stuff kind of scared I'm just about to faint right and there's this guy this this man actually this man who pulls up in a truck and he looks at me he has the, he got the cowboy hat and everything he's like a four-year-old man he looks at me he's like howdy ma'am do you need a ride i just looked at him like thanks <laughs> nothing <laughs> thank you that's and just what said, like, huh? that's what you're saying that's what he said okay interesting <laughs> I was scared, you know, I was yeah. like, where did I end up? You know, I was like, this is weird. Why is this 40-year-old man asking me to get in the ride with him? Like, that's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. But then I saw him, like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're, you're a bit above my pay grade, actually. <laughs> <laughs> a few months later, I saw him on campus and I just saw, like, I just found out that he was just a really nice man that helped students around campus. That's all he did. That, that, that was it. That's all he did. And that's later on, like, after he clicked, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah that's that man. He's like, oh, that's why. It's just, and I was like, and that campus was so safe. Like, honestly, I have, and today, today I saw, uh, like, not today, but I saw not long ago, they have robots on campus that brings you your food wherever you go so if you order food from somewhere there's like little robots that come and bring it to you on campus well, I'm you so sad to Texas. she went to 2050 
<laughs> Texas 2015 <laughs> in the future, you know. Yeah, because um, I guess uh, we only remember Texas from movies, isn't it? Really, you know those country films like that. That's the yeah, association yeah. that we get. Yeah. And uh, to know that they've kind of come a long way in that sense is crazy. I guess yeah. Tell us more. Tell us more. Yeah, they have. They still kept that culture. Like there's places that you go to, you can still see rodeos and stuff. Yeah. But when you go on this, like in the city in Dallas and stuff, I remember driving there, and they have like it's it's huge. It's huge. There's there's more land than people than actual civilization there, and so they've really taken their place. And there's there'll be like five lanes where you can drive. There's barely any traffic right. and where it's busy they have roads that kind of like not bridges like but it's it's very futuristic you know the, the roads go up and down and like just like i'll send you pictures if you want but i remember like no, when I, I, yeah, so we can put it in yeah yeah it's it's, it's very few honestly it's very futuristic like i remember the the, the, the roads were amazing um yeah and the architecture there as well. I went to friends, like I made friends very easily. Like I just sit next to someone, like I go to class, someone would just smile at me. I sit them, like I sit next to them. I'm like, you look nice. I'm gonna sit next to you. Next thing I know, I'm having a Christmas party at their house and the house is like huge. And they're not particularly rich or anything. They just have huge houses. Yeah, it's just like, fine. you can walk around in here and it still be fine. <laughs> I, I think the more saturated the city is, uh, the higher the prices get, right? Because there's less space. So it's like yeah. in demand. Yeah, yeah, I know. You, you know? Yeah. But yeah. obviously, yeah. you have more land yeah. over there, so, you know, that's why American houses are banging. <laughs> and they all have basements and attics, and the like basements and attics are like your front rooms. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They all had swimming pools. They're all like, honestly... That was that was something that marked me. Like when I went there, I just I just wanted to like it gave me that that need of just I, I need a house like this in the future. Like if I'm gonna live somewhere, this is gonna be a place like this. Then I'm not saying Texas particularly, but you know, just I just love the vibe there because everything was so convenient. You know, you wanted like you wanted ice cream at three in the morning, you had ice cream at three in the morning. It's just it's just everything was always open, lively, and um, I remember some like this one day I was feeling kind of down but I still wanted to do something I wanted to go outside but there was nothing there was no motives there was nothing going on so me and my friends we just took the car and drove around down, downtown drove around downtown, yeah, around and, downtown. <laughs> and we found this really cool jazz bar it's just like just live music jazz and you just went around and I did the same thing in Austin uh Austin like a we were walking around like Austin, that's where all the hub is. Okay, there's a lot of students there. There's a, there's a lot of live music. There's a whole street, just bars and pubs and all. And I just remember one time just walking. <laughs> no, not like Camden, carry on. No, no, not like, not like Camden, actually, not like Camden. It was, just, it was just full of bars and there was a lot of live music. Like, I love live music. And uh, so there was this one bar that was closed but there was um the window came about my my knees let's not not my knees my hip my hip right yeah. so like about there so you could still see the concert the stage where people were playing music and people were like drinking drinking in front of them we were outside we were on the street yeah. and i just remember climbing up climbing up ending up on stage 
someone gave me a mic and I was just that's it that was my show at that moment that, that very moment I was I was the person on stage singing in front of people I didn't know <laughs> that was that was that that was an experience <laughs> you know no, so I, the, I personally can't imagine you sing you want to sing right now yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might as well <laughs> well okay <laughs> Really? I need a couple of drinks for that. <laughs> but what, to say that it was just very people, American people, from what I've seen, they're very spontaneous and easygoing. That's that's the moral of it. From like the, these little snippets of stories I've said. You I don't know, know man. I feel like um, you just picked the right state. You know, like I think they are very like outgoing, yeah. more outgoing than we are over here because um, I guess it's more of an adventure to meet people mm. because it's like i guess less saturated and there's more land etc etc so i guess you'd rather be outside of the house meeting people rather than you know just on your phone yeah on tinder you know <laughs> what i mean um so I, I guess it's a huge difference but like if you go to new york for example like where my mom's from mm -hmm. it's very similar to like london culture in the sense that like you know everyone's busy everyone's, everyone's trying to like go yeah. around uh to the next like business meeting or you know they're just rushing mm. well you say you say that but again like like i got the opportunity to visit new york while i was there as well and people were actually very also very friendly when it came to tourists and uh foreigners you know that like one time we got lost and we asked for london though. yeah exactly compared to london new york, uh, new york is like yeah. is so friendly mm. yeah you know but i think um you were saying i think we spoke about this the other day uh the difference between london and paris there is pretty significant yeah you know because in paris like they're very much like uh get out my way to move this yeah, get out the way yeah, type yeah. of thing you know they're like <laughs> And they're very, they're very blunt, and their sarcasm is like kind of undetectable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, they love their sarcasm. French people love it. They speak in sarcasm. It took me a while to get it because I, w I wasn't originally that a very sarcastic person. I think I'm becoming now. Like if I speak French, I'll be kind of sarcastic, but not in English. You know how you change Spanish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like but, you change different modes. It's like when you're playing a game, you're like, yeah, I want to do a beginning mode instead of intermediate. You know what I mean? <laughs> So yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but to say like, if you saw stats, it's kind of funny because just yesterday I saw stats on BBC News that said uh, less countries that are less welcoming and less friendly when it comes to tourism tourists, and France was number one. And I was just said on the floor. I was like, okay, this isn't a surprise for me. But yeah, I didn't see London. I didn't see New York. I didn't see the anything like i just saw france as number one i was like this just makes sense uh, yeah, this is cool this could probably be a, a segment in itself right mm. uh, just talking about like how the countries differentiate based on like mood based on you know how welcoming they are and just yeah. based on like the overall pace yeah, yeah you know like how much they are in a rush and i guess we can get some stats on like the correlations between the two and uh, yeah yeah i was but when you see, I was talking, like you're talking about Russian stuff, right? I'm just going to jump on that. No, go. I've never seen any, anyone, any, anyone take as many coffee or smoke breaks as French people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, they don't have that. I'm not in a rush. 
Like, what's the lunchtime out there? Because I, I think it's different, right? Like, uh... my lunchtime is two hours, twelve to two p.m. Bearing in mind, we don't have allocated break times, but we can take breaks kind of whenever we want, you know. And because most every, yeah, like ninety-nine percent of the people in my startup like smoke. We take breaks pretty much every 20 minutes. Like, it's just, unless you start really feeling guilty about yourself, like you probably will find me outside or like just walking around or something. But I do work, I do work. <laughs> Wait, so like, we you what you do, but like, we don't even know what you do really. So you're in, you're in this space, right? Uh, you're in the like electrical car, like, uh, healthy natural gases kind of thing, you know, powering the car or like electric, right? <clears throat> and um renewable energy that's what i was gonna say yeah i was trying, I was trying to find a word for my head i was like wait so i swear i have this word in my vocabulary i just fuck it off in the back of my head i guess um but yeah uh renewable energy is like uh pretty close to my heart because like obviously i'm invested in it yeah right so if anyone wants to know my stock picks i wouldn't recommend it this is not financial advice but you see square and you see neo just look at those companies and see what you can get see what reward you can get because uh I'm getting a bit of profit out of that, by the way, just to let you know. That's good, man. That's good. But yeah, so you are in this space that is definitely going to like conquer in the next five years. Apple is planning to release um, an electric car at uh, when it becomes 2025. So mm -hmm. you're in a good spot. Now, what, what do you do? You arrange for electric car stations on behalf of those companies or... So I do a few different things. So I'm in sales. Yeah. Uh, I'm what they called polyvalent, so kind of multitasking salesperson because I'm also a junior. Yeah. So I touch different things. And uh, today, the French government has a lot of aids to when it comes to um, installing charging stations in uh, different areas for, so for the public, for the general public, because all these car companies are selling the electrical cars, but there's no way to charge them. So yeah. the government actually has put a lot of primes and stuff and then some like benefits and stuff to actually get those, um, those companies to install more charging stations. So I take care of that. So I put companies in relations with uh, like those admin stuff and uh, I kind of tell them this type of information for those those infos so I'm kind of the referee for that uh, but I also I also do uh, a lot of contacting of partners that to create synergies with our our supervision system so we have like this little key box how, how do I how do I say that so we have a little um, uti, uti, I don't know how to say Rotation. it. A stencil. Yeah, yeah. we have, <laughs> so we have like this um, app, even app, we have this app in my company, right? And that allows uh, people that charge their cars to see how much they, can, they consumed and uh, how to go about that. And we also help companies bring both their clients if they, they want to have like free charging and all that. It's very hard to explain this in English kind of. But, uh, so what I do, I contact data man managers 
data man managers in France. So their job is literally to manage this type of uh, electricity data for other companies. I contact them and I'm like, hey, what's up? Do you want to do API with us? Do you want to create like some sort of synergy? And uh, it's kind of, it's really cool. Like we said, let's work together so that we can make our common client uh, more happy, happier. <laughs> You know, so I do that. But my main job, really, my main job is to contact companies and say, hey, laws are coming up in 2025. You have to have at least 5% of your parking that has to be electrified. You have to have charging stations. Have you thought of a solution? We are here. Can I present our, uh, our startup to you? And can, can we come and audit your site and give you a quota? So that's my job. Okay, so let, let me get it straight. Yeah, so your main job or your main priority is to get in contact with car companies. Not car companies, any company, any any companies that has uh, that has the parking. So we work with um, so any any company that has a big car park, basically. That so, has a car park. That okay, has a car that has a car park. So, park period. So just yeah. just like uh, in England right now, like they have it outside most uh, Lidl's. Yeah. For example. Yeah. So Lidl, uh, Lidl, Tesco's, uh, any any charging stations really that not charging stations, but petrol stations. Any, uh, any, any town hall. We work with golfs as well. As um, honestly, like the smaller flow, like if florist, the wine companies, anything. Okay, like, so like it's on top of you basically. Yeah, like we were like even um. Oh, it's a really good model. Like the business model is definitely going to flourish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we touched all segments. So, like I I I am actually capable of picking up the phone and say, like, okay, you want that? Yes, we can do that. It's, it's yeah. that easy because I've never had to say no. We can't. But that's that. definitely a point. Like uh, for you guys out there, when you're looking for a job, look at companies that are definitely going to thrive for like X amount of years. So let's say you yeah. wanna be in a company for two years while you start uh your rock band enterprise mm. for example <laughs> you know just a random one i'm not uh, looking at anyone in particular <laughs> ben right uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um let's say you want to work for two years you have mm. to see that the company is going to be able to thrive and if they're in the right position to do so and um i guess that's what you did there with the electric stuff um yeah. And I guess it's a it's a mesh between a sales executive as well as like a partnerships manager. Yeah. Because you're you're across between the two, you know, you create synergies between this party and this party, and you you are the referee who are overseeing that, and you basically get those contracts from start to finish. Yes. Yes. So in short, that's basically what Jandra does. Um, just to clear it up with the Franklish. <laughs> yeah, because my Franklish was. <laughs> No, no, was, you do your job in French, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. Um, I think that kind of role is very desirable right now mm -hmm. because it's mutually beneficial, you know? And it, it kind of uh, takes away from what we always speak about on here, which is, you know, our relationships are really transactional. Yeah. Or can you get that mutual benefit? And I think yeah. having a role like yours puts you in the perfect space to be yourself because that's yeah. how you are as a person you know yeah. you don't build relationships based on what can you give me you, 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 you base it on like does your vibe match with mine and if it does i'm willing to put aside time to build that yes 
that's that's so, what we do. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm still in sales, so the the aim is to close the deal, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I have to. The aim is to close the deal, but the the thing is, is when I speak to a client or a partner and all that. I don't put on another face. I will tell them what we have and I'll tell them who I am. And if I don't know the things, I say, okay, I don't have enough information for now, but I can go and check it out and I'll come back to you. You know, it's just like, I don't try to put on a face and say, okay, I know everything. Don't worry, you can do everything. I don't sell dreams, you know, I just sell what we have. Yeah. And that's, that's the key. And <laughs> that is the key. If you don't want to get back behind, it's, honestly, that's the key. No, and I think a lot of people who are in your role that fail, that's, what they do they put on that you know strong face with little emotion and more logic than you can fathom mm -hmm. and half the time they don't even know what they're saying and obviously yeah. that's not going to lead to them closing the deal you know so they end up tripping over on themselves innit? yeah exactly yeah. exactly any more questions bro before we just like questions. share random stories um, we'll do that and then we'll probably have to cut those out <laughs> You, you you had questions about texas right yeah what's it oh well my mom was really just about like the cultural differences like uh in texas compared to like you know like paris and that but i think i mean you kind of answered it already but yeah <laughs> that was pretty much uh, was awesome. well yeah it was it was very much a spontaneity of it. and like to say that i've made honestly lifetime friends being there like i wasn't there for that long you know yeah i did a year abroad but i still like i did a lot of backpacking and i traveled alone but the friends i've made are people that i want to see again like one of them like even two of them came to paris and like stayed with me for like oh two days just two days they came and like we already have plans he already has plans of moving here and like we, we could we might just get an apartment tomorrow we don't know what might happen but that's what i love you know it's just like the spontaneity of it and uh, like these are people that i talk to not every day still low maintenance but i know that if i call them up randomly they'll be there you know those like i met people but it, it was just adorable like I mean, people, if they saw some like old people walking on the street and stuff, they'll just stop and be like, oh, do, do you want, do you want to write? Can I drop you anyway? It's, it's, those are the kind of people I met. And uh, it's just, uh, and I, I lived, like, I lived any girl's dream. I feel like that. Yeah, explain uh, it. What do you mean by girl's dream? <laughs> I want to know what girl's dreams are. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm this is very very cheesy but you know you're walking in the street and it's just pouring down rain and you don't have like you don't have an umbrella you don't have a cool you don't have anything but it's just pouring down and when it pours in texas it pours and this very very handsome guy just came behind me with an umbrella you know with an umbrella it's like oh where are you going can i walk you to your building it's just like it's just it's like this this only happened there and I'm pretty sure never gonna happen here. It's never gonna happen in England. If it does, guys, if you're watching this and you ever see a girl just just walking under the rain and you have an umbrella, go for it. Honestly, just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it helps. And worst case scenario, they take your umbrella and run. So <laughs> just buy another umbrella. Keep a spare, basically, at all times. Um, that I kind of like sparked my brain because. I imagine people watching this, right? And they're like, okay, cool, this girl G, like she does sales, she's climbing up the ranks, you know, she's spiritual, she's rooted in like what she wants, her goals, her dreams, you know. Uh, you were talking about just there, like, you know, living every girl's kind of dream, being spontaneous. Do you 
watch a lot of movies, right? <laughs> That's my question. And the reason why I asked that question is because we take in subconsciously all of this programming from what we watch the most. Yeah, yeah. Right? And because you take it in, you project that into like your mission. I put on some expectations. I mean, I don't, honestly, to tell you the truth, I don't watch that many movies. I watch the classics, but I, because I'm often, I, I'm not sure now, I'm when you were younger, because when you're younger, that's when, you know, you kind of adapt very quickly. Yeah. You, you adapt the, very quickly. The thing is, like, quickly. I've never actually liked watching movies alone. Yeah. You know? So if I watch movies, it's always with people, so it's always, like, classics. But, like, I like to comment and stuff, and I talk, like, during the movie, and I comment later and stuff. So I don't watch that many movies. I watch some movies, I watch movies, but I'm not like a movie addict and stuff. Like, I don't spend my time. What's your favorite movie? Well, like, my favorite movie, I do like Notting Hill. I I don't know if I could say that it's my favorite movie because I watch, I love Marvel as well, but I do like Notting Hill. It's a very slow kind of like, I don't know if you watched or anything. It's very cheesy, but. <laughs> you're, gonna have, you're gonna have to explain a little bit so that we get the gist. It's super cheesy. Well, uh, American girl come like American famous actress comes to England, meets a, a little librarian, like non-famous librarian, and they have a story, and she decides to just stay in England after that. So it's just yeah, you just watch it. Plus the the actress are hot as well, Hugh Grant. So, so uh, while you were explaining that, do you kind of see like the similarities in like your lifestyle? Because you do like you know traveling, for example. Yeah. I assume you like you know that romantic element of like you know having a knight in shining armor kind of go to you and have like an umbrella. You know, do you see those kind of comparisons? I was just making like I, I just see it. That's that's what I'm saying. Like. To say that I love having like some sort of cliche, you know, I'm kind of like, I I wouldn't say I'm old school because I'm very like, I I like to take lead in things, you know, so like most often you will see me with my own umbrella, you know, but when these things happen (laughs) spontaneously like this, like I do like it, like I like to take like a mental picture of it and I I, I won't forget it. Like all those road trips I did and all, it's just it's like it was very movie like and and i loved it but that's i was thing. i feel like you live your life like a movie because well th- that's kind of the way i see life as well because yeah because you that's watch that your life and you're not excited about it exactly not, you want to fall in love with your life it's like yeah, what yeah, ca- yeah. what is the point <laughs> in being here if you play back all of the memories in your head and you're like oh i could have done more exactly that's, that's what she's saying about going to texas she was like yeah. let's go the opportunity window is closing and if it closes i'm gonna regret you know to go to texas i i didn't i didn't um my, my I, w- I was too late you know i was too late for the applications to go abroad because i didn't actually want to go abroad in in the beginning because i kind of just wanted to get my degree over and done with and do things later yeah. and uh, i had i was speaking to a friend of mine she was like i'm going to america and I was like, oh, wait, you can, you can still go abroad and stuff. And, I, and she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna just go, just go to your admin stuff and just ask them. 
And it was, I, I had 24 hours to give my application to go abroad. So I had 24 hours to decide where I wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> and I had I had five choices. Like I said, I had five choices. Texas was not my first choice. It was never my first choice, you know. Yeah, you know. And uh, yeah, I went to the lady, and actually, I wrote on my application form, and I wanted to go to Canada at the beginning. My mom told me, if you're gonna go, you go far, right? So I put down Canada. I was like, okay, safe there. It's, it's safe. I was just like, it's safe. You know, it's just the, that's the introvert in me that was just like, okay, we're going to go for the same. And this lady looked at me and she, she looked at the paper and she looked at me back and she looked at the paper again. She's like, I don't think you should go to Canada. I think you should go to Dallas. The, there, was, there was no more to it, right? There was no well, more to it. Right? <laughs> I don't think you should go to Canada. But I mean, she said, she said Dallas in a way that was kind of like, okay, this looks kind of like a sign. But also what I knew is that the Dallas school, business school was a bit higher ranked than the Canada one, okay. but it wasn't that much difference, you know? Okay. And uh, there was an requirement to go to Dallas and there wasn't for Canada. That's that that maybe that that played a part to it, but she's the she's the woman that was like, honestly, I think you should go to Canada, the, to Dallas. Dallas. I think you should go to Dallas. And I looked at her and I was like, okay then. And I didn't tell my parents anything. I was just like, okay, then I'm going to Dallas. So I was just like, okay, let's 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 do it. <laughs> 19 year old girl was like, okay, let's just do it. And um, I had to apply for visas and everything. And it was stressful. It was just, it was still exam time, you know. Uh, it was it was a lot of stress, but to say that it was all worth it because when I got to Texas, I'm like, okay, how did you get there? I add a little story to it as well, you know, and give the yeah, exactly. ice breaker and it's easy to make a story as well. Easy introductory story and you kind of took that sign on. Yeah. Like with all the, with all the traveling you've done, is there anything that you kind of wish that you could have done differently? Uh, always, you know, when you go somewhere, you always come back and you think, okay, I could have done that, I could have done this, I could have done that. Uh, when I, I went to Mexico this one time, I went to Mexico and I went to Cancun for spring break. That was at one time. And I went to Oaxaca for uh, the Day of the Dead. I don't know if you watched Coco. Do you any of Coco is also like a good Disney movie. It's a, kind of, it's a, it's a cartoon and you guys would like it. Honestly, you would like it. Um, <laughs> so I went to Mexico just two times, right? The first time was better than the second time because I didn't plan it as much. So I like the cocoa destination better than the spring break destination, you know? And so I wish my spring break had been more spontaneous in that way. But all the trip I've planned from A to Z, I wish that I hadn't. <laughs> but I'm not saying don't plan your trips because that's also important. <laughs> Yeah, I always go with like a skeleton plan with pretty yeah, much yeah. everything that I do. Um, but I think uh, there's a lot of people out there that you're speaking to who literally plan out every single minute of yeah. itinerary on the holidays. Don't do that. Come on, give yourself some. Give you like a, give yourself a little liberty break, like a little bit of like that one time where you don't know what's gonna happen, but something's gonna happen. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Because things grow outside of the comfort zone, isn't it? Yeah. That's what we yeah. say out here, you know. 
exactly that, that's 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 literally it. that's my that's my life story <laughs> that's my life story right there <laughs> i see comfort zone and nowadays that's what i do i see i'm in a comfort zone and i try to move away from it like i get scared of my comfort zone nowadays. i try to never just no, settle. i think me too definitely hashtag me too all of that shit. <laughs> um is there anything that you regret or do you even have regrets no no i i hate that word regrets like I, I would say i was like like sometimes i wake up and i'm like okay i regret every decisions i made this morning but i say that as a joke you know it's just like if i went out the day, day before and i'm just fully yeah, hangover yeah. normally just, hangover right oh yeah yeah and i get hangover <laughs> <laughs> <You're pretty annoying. laughs> I'm like I regret every single decision but really I don't you know it's just I, I, I really don't it's just like every everything kind of like again super cliche but everything happens for a reason like I I did some I did some stuff that I wish I kind of didn't but if I didn't do them then I wouldn't be here today I'm trying to think of a story that we've had that's worth telling you know mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. What's your What's your favorite memory of like me and you meeting up and sh like what What night was the most fun? Like, because we've been on a few clubbing nights. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Like, honestly, like, I remember the first time, first few times that we met. Right, the the wedding lot. They were a bit iffy kind of like oh who's this guy why is he here he's very chatty and stuff and i was like push. yo they like i was talking out of my asshole bro like i was i was really just trying to like assert my presence in it yeah honestly he was i i guarantee he was but i was like i don't know he's funny let's he's kind of funny he's adding a lot of that let's let's just see that like, honestly he's, he's okay like i didn't actually have a problem with, with you ever um I, I just found jokes honestly i was just like, very every time... oh, okay so yeah, like yeah, yeah. those guys they're like um they're very posh and kind of they're not introverts like they're pretty extrovert people like all of them right like all of your all of your homies in reading they're pretty like talkative people yeah but like when someone is not cut from the same cloth as them yeah, yeah. it's like they have to do a lot of work to like kind of reach you yeah yeah you know that's a background yeah. but they they do we always did our best to integrate anyone like him uh anyone like honestly our, our group is kind of very diverse and that's what i love but i ha i do have it's not from a nine it's not from a night out okay i have a good memory of you but that's that's some at that moment i was like okay he's a good guy um like, like it's a long like, play, so you know what fair enough, <laughs> fair enough. like, uh, like <laughs> i hope my god isn't a woman because i don't really get uh, <laughs> forgiveness from that shit, but you know <laughs> Shall no, I think, by the way that was literally not even like that you did one thing and uh what you did was kind of i found it funny but i found it so good so we we were looking for part-time jobs right we were looking for part-time jobs and i remember well, our friend our friend was too and uh miss kind of just went about and we just had finished dinner we're still like walking around in Wembley dinner like Wembley London and we just finished dinner and miss was the one going up to 
like one, two, two or three managers. I'm like, okay, are you applying? Are you taking jobs? It's like, we just finished dinner. We we're about to do other stuff, right? But he just went and like talked to managers and like, oh, are you guys hiring? I can I send you a CV? This is my mate right here, blah, blah, blah. And he was just talking for like, just to, to help out his friend. And at, at that point I was like, he's, he's going out of his way for someone else. And this isn't bringing him anything. And I was like, like that, no, I don't think anyone saw this or anyone kept it like that at this moment. But at that moment, I was kind of just like observing you from afar. And I was like, okay, he, he, he's someone, he's someone worth having, like he's someone worth getting to know more. Okay, what this, like, okay, so sometimes I do selfless acts in it. Sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, I knew that obviously at that point I was like, okay, so I don't think he remembers that even. Like you can't tell like he did. I don't think. He... <laughs> Wait. So who? Like what? What do you mean by managers? Who was I talking to? Like restaurant managers. We're just walking in Wembley and stuff, and like yeah, there was it was restaurant managers. Oh okay 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 <laughs> yeah i literally went up to the staff and i was like yo you're hiring this guy's looking for a part-time job like come on man like yeah and she like, gave her like a position that, honestly it was it was funny at the moment but like the first i, knew, I, like, I, first up. I can't lie it wasn't really for like um to help them out but i knew if it did work out then that would be great this was in pizza express isn't it maybe yeah probably yeah yeah <laughs> like, a, like a run down pizza hut it wasn't the act on itself but i just found you interesting like at that very moment you know i was like this i've never seen this before and so far like miss had given me a lot of vibes honestly first time i met him it was like it was a lot to take on <laughs> you went from like flirtatious to uh to a good guy, to very rowdy, to a very political, very diplomatic. Honestly, I didn't know where to put him. <laughs> just, it was like, like okay, and, uh, and then when he did that, I was like, let's let's just see. Okay, he's actually kind of funny. Like he's actually kind of fun. Like honestly, he's the he 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 he's my vibe. Honestly, I was like, okay, well, I think we're gonna get along. Like, like I didn't think more than that. But I was like, okay, he he's cool. The, the, that was it. Um, so that's a good memory of you. Yeah. And then we went out. memory? Give me a worst memory because you have to counteract that. I can't. <laughs> I can't go out on that blessing. You know what I mean? Like you that. Down a notch. No, no. Because low key, like I have a big head already. Like you're gonna inflate me. I'm gonna be a hot air balloon, bro. Like you know. <laughs> I don't think you want to give me the, you want me to give you the worst memory. We're going to have to, if yeah, we have to cut to, it out, we'll cut it out. I'll Please. keep you in, man. So cut it out if you have to, like. Um, no, I was just very flirty at the beginning, you know? Now, uh, what you have to do is you have to give the bad thing and uh, ruin my persona. That's what yes. you have to do. <laughs> See, so you know at the beginning we did that alley-oop, now you're going to have to slam dunk that shit right now. So... <laughs> honestly i think worst memory would be like all the time you just flirted every time he flirted i just wanted to burst out laughing but it wasn't against him it was just like why why are you doing this why why like why <laughs> it was just like why <laughs> So I don't know if uh, people will notice, yeah. right? 
in the upcoming podcast is that I kind of change my tonality when I speak to certain people, right? And there's like this switch that I do that's like, yo, that's basically how I spoke to Flood the whole time, bro. And like, it got to the point where like for 15 minutes, I was, I was like, you know, pretty serious. Yeah. Then I was like, this is going to be funny as fuck if I do this the whole night. And I know that, you know, there was one of my friends, we're not going to mention any names, but one of my friends, you know, had a liking to you, which made me want to do it more. You know? <laughs> so, and it was entertainment value for everyone. But yeah, like, uh, I tend to do that sometimes. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, no bad memories. Well. I was like, okay, I don't want to hang out with this guy anymore. He just, uh, no, no, no. Plus, I, I think, I, like, I, I just have, like, few memories of you because I think it's been such a long time since we actually seen each other. Like, last time yeah, I saw no. you was, like, three years ago, I want to say. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's definitely been a couple of years. Like, obviously, before lockdown is when the last time I saw you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, house party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when you came to uni and that. Oh, that one. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that was last time I saw you. Yeah, you don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, for real. Yeah, of course. Of yeah, course. <laughs> right. I don't know if it was a house but it's probably flirty as well, man. You know? <laughs> Life of the pie out here, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> CJ's worse. I'm on work for the way. Apparently, I'm worse. Nah, man. He, he does it with his eyes. That's it. He, does, it, he does it with his eyes. He just does it with his eyes. <laughs> he doesn't even have to talk to girls. They just come to him. Yeah, yeah. Just come to him. Just... <laughs> well, what's that one thing you do, Miss? Besides your weird flirty, flirty. Well, when you that? see someone that you like, what, what's your first move? At a club. I just go and chat to them. Really, like. Really, that works. Like, no. <laughs> no, you know, you know what? It's it's my eyes in it. Like first, so let, let me let me give you guys some game in it real quick. Yeah. I'm joking. I don't have game by the way. I don't have bitches at all. But you know, from the ones who I've met, I'm not gonna call them bitches. I'm gonna call them ladies, beautiful ladies. You know, um, I normally make sure that the eye contact is reciprocated. Once the eye contact is reciprocated, then of course you are enabled to make a move. Yeah, because in this like culture day and age, it's not really normal anymore to go up to someone in person, especially like with the pandemic and everything, you know. So obviously, when the eye contact is reciprocated, you're going to be met with a better response. Yeah, yeah. And then from there, I do that tone shit, but like we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. You know, <laughs> we'll get to that later. We wanted to ask you, because we ask every guest, and now this is a thing, what's your type? So if anyone's watching, I don't know how to say your surname, so I'm not going to, but Mr. Blank, what would he be looking like? Um, that's a hard question, actually. Uh, you don't want to alienate audiences. That's why people are tricky. <laughs> well, yeah, well, my type my type well i don't have such a physical type to say like yeah it's easier if the guy is taller than me blah 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 but really like well, she's pretty tall yeah. by the way everyone out there she's how tall are you five five nine all right cool so that's one specification for you man all right carry on <laughs> <laughs> but but someone you know just 
kind and smiley like I, I like a good smile I like good teeth you know like good teeth like and very imposing you know when someone looks at you and it just it, it touches you like someone looks at you so but like so hard that like it kind of just touches you that, that that's that's kind of important oh, no, it sounds a bit but really <laughs> <laughs> like a good a good eyes but what, what's important really is like again surprises someone that has yeah. like i don't want to be building anyone today you know it's just like someone that that likes to have like give surprises spontaneous and like i, I like i like a random flower bouquet at my door you know and like there's not many guys like that like to do that nowadays but it's oh, uh, yeah. that type of guy that that's my type <laughs> all right we're gonna we're gonna make this a clip basically right so like for for anyone who is a guy out there who doesn't have that much confidence, right? And he's trying to understand what makes uh, Samantha from Cheshire, Cheshire really get some attraction, <laughs> you know? How is he going to go about that? So one is spontaneity, you know, be a little bit more chivalrous, yeah. you know, show that yeah, you are selfless, go on from there. Exactly. Like, you like confidence, but you don't like all the confidence you just want someone kind and someone kind is automatically confident to say you know it's like that guy that will stop and ask all people do you want to write you know like you're confident enough to ask them do Maybe you want to write i would pick different <laughs> words but yeah i get what you're saying i understand the sentiment <laughs> behind can i can i drop you off anyway you know you're trying to you're trying to <laughs> <laughs> you know someone that's just that's just kind and that's not scared to be kind because today 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 guys have realized even girls honestly even girls like yeah. even myself like if we like someone we're just so scared to show them that we like them that we we just end up never telling them and that's just mm. sad and you just you just end up not losing that person but maybe you just lose an opportunity that way because you don't want to tell them that you like them because that's considered lame or like you don't you're just too scared of what might come about from from it you know yeah but what's important is just to appreciate god-given beauty like if you see a guy that you like you can just tell him that oh you look handsome and just go about your day it doesn't need to mean anything the same with a girl you know it's like that those little acts of kindness and then it helps you get your personality out it helps you show that you're kind and confident and it doesn't come up as creepy. Whereas if you stare at someone for too long, then it comes out as creepy without saying anything, you know? Like, I don't know if I make any sense or not. And I don't know if anyone's gonna agree with me, but like kindness that comes off as confidence is important. Confident alone, like, you, you like a kind guy. That's, that's all. Okay, yeah. So you didn't say anything about the looks though. Like, I, I just, I would like to know like, what your type is. <laughs> <laughs> I do this for everyone, by the way. Like everyone you see on this podcast will have this question asked. So it has to, it has to happen. Well, I, I go, I'm gonna go about the guys I've dated in the past, and the thing is that they don't look at all alike. They like they they they, they, they really don't like. I thought you were gonna say the word dead. they really don't um they they kind of had this like fireman type of body shape maybe like you know very tall yeah big muscle 
So I guess that that could be my type, but doesn't have to. Like I said, like love is blind. You know? <laughs> already... no, good answer. Good answer to try and skate away from the. <laughs> I appreciate. It, I appreciate. It. Um, is there anything you want to say to the audience before we cut the recording? Uh, honestly, I think I've said a lot things today. I said a lot, but really, just be yourself and what whatever you're doing with this pandemic and stuff. I hope uh, I hope things are good, and if they're not, I hope it gets better. There you go. Yeah, nice sentiments. Fun. Listen, uh, this is obviously the episode with Jandra. Thank you for watching. Obviously, you know what you have to do. You have to rate it. Now, it's yeah, not Trustpilot yeah. five stars. What we want <laughs> is one like, maybe one comment. Put in the comments like Windows or some shit. Windows. Because we're, we're taking opportunities, isn't it? For the window closes. Hey, come on. Come you on. Know? Come on. Um, we have loads of episodes like we've been busy we've been like knocking this shit out like a 13 year old boy having wanks i swear to god like <laughs> yo i don't know where this shit comes from you know i don't it just comes from nowhere off bro. the top of the dome it's, so it's so poetic <laughs> see that's the french sarcasm coming in for no reason like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. listen me. like trust your episode me. is done finished like get out of here Alright, <laughs> and you know what? We were we're not even friends. We're just playing for the cameras, by the way. Like she's not yeah, even. Yeah, I, 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 I just, yeah, you know, because I took an opportunity. <laughs> you know. Alright, no, no. In all seriousness, uh, check out my Instagram is on a h. Uh, CJ Lordain. CJ underscore Lord Dane. CJ underscore. Yeah. Don't forget the <laughs> yeah, underscore. Don't forget the underscore. Don't forget the underscore. All right, and uh, we'll be with you again. This is Kilimanjaro. I don't know what part this is, what video this is, but we move. Mm. Uh, we're going to get some YouTubers on, actually, so stay tuned in it. Peace. Do we say peace? I don't know yeah, if we say peace. No, we That's a little bit dead. I can't lie. Let me just end.